Welcome, welcome, welcome back to another fantastic episode of Towing the Line. This week, I believe it is episode fourteen. Um, I've, this is prob- this is going to be the third week in a row where I haven't done a solo podcast because today I'm jumping in early to intro the podcast I did with Noah. Um, so yeah, third week in a row I haven't done a podcast solo, which is strange for me. I will be back to doing solo ones as of next week for one or two, and then I'll throw in a podcast with someone every now and then, um, because I do enjoy the solo ones, because I get to talk a bit of shit. But just jumping in beforehand to say, uh, there's some pretty good gems hidden in this podcast. It was a pretty good conversation. Um, I've known, I barely, barely know Noah in terms of like knowing people, trained with him a couple of times, um, but it was just good to sit down and have a good conversation with him. you know, young kid, just starting out, just found his feet in the realm of triathlons. Um, but he has has some good good stories and some good knowledge bombs, I suppose, to drop. So give it a listen, stick it out. Like, um, yeah, good episode overall. And uh, if you're not a fan of the um, podcast where I have guests on, then don't don't stress. It's fine. Next week, it'll just be me. I'll be back. You get your you get your favorite your favorite podcast host back in the business. Um, anyway, enjoy. I'm gonna cue it up and hopefully it splices together and you can't even tell the difference between the transitions. So enjoy my episode with Noah, titled "The New Kid on the Tri Block." Jumping back in real quick again. Um, apologies in advance for the audio. Of it was like I was talking real loud in the mic and it might have fucked it up a little bit. I've done my best to fix it, um, but. See how you go. Hopefully it sounds all right. Uh, yeah, take two. Enjoy. Welcome, my friend. What's it like? It's uh, definitely an interesting experience. Uh, first podcast I've ever done. Fuck yeah. I'm keen. That's it. That's it. Second guest on Towing the Line. This is Noah. I've um, trained with him a few times. First met him, we were swimming, weren't we? At the we pool. Yeah, we swam, yeah. swam for the first time together and then rode once or twice, I think. Um, some bikes just started up, so we're going to roll the windows up to so it doesn't cause too much noise. Um, yeah, rode together once or twice. Once, once. Okay, that 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 ride we did with James and Darcy. Yeah, yeah that's right. Where we... I bonked <laughs> really badly. That was yeah. fun. That was funny. That was a gnarly ride. What did we do? It was like five hours. You would have done. I did heaps. five hours and forty-five minutes. Yeah, yeah it was it like was your longest ride by like twenty yeah, k's or something, wasn't definitely. it? Definitely. Oh no! By f- my longest ride before that was a hundred and three k's, yep. and that was hundred and fifty four. So, <laughs> but I, it was it was worth it, man. It was so good. You blew it. To, you uh, blew, absolutely blew it out of the water. That's fucking crazy. I think I, I went too hard on the efforts. That's why. Yeah. So, uh, oh jeez. Hey. <laughs> um, Another special guest. Yeah, I know. Fucking hell, swooping in. That's yeah. Fucking hell, it's crazy when you're not like. When you jump up that that far, it's it almost blows your mind when you sit back and think about it. When you're like, fuck, I just rode like 150 Ks. If if anyone listening, if you're not aware what 150 Ks is like on a map, look it up. Go and like type in from somewhere to somewhere, like from, I don't know, wherever you are to the city and see how many Ks that is. It's probably like 20 K. 
Yeah. Or so, uh, follow me and Anthony on Strava and look at our maps. Yeah, yeah, you just see you go fucking everywhere. Like this morning's ride, I rode with Darcy and we did did four hours. We hit some hills and whatever. And like we only I only covered ninety k's, nothing. But you look at the map, we were fucking everywhere. You gotta. That's probably the hardest thing about riding, isn't it? When you've like you've got to cover four hours, or you know five hours, you've got a map. Where do you go? Yeah, yeah, exactly. exactly. You you got to go so far. It's yeah, it's fucking wild. Yeah, fucking hell. Anyway, tell us a bit about yourself, Noah. What do you right. like? What is your? I guess what are your hobbies? Tell us my that. hobbies. All right, so main hobbies are triathlon, but yes. it's becoming more of a, I guess, an addiction than a more than a hobby yes but uh you know that's that's i've got the bug so you know that's how it goes other hobbies well i am a saxophone player i have been playing the instrument since i was 11 i study music at uni as well as education so that's cool teaching um gonna be a teacher somewhere down the line music teacher and hopefully physical education as well. Fuck yeah. Um, what else? I like... I like being outdoors. I like anything outside, like uh, going for walks, hiking. I love rock climbing. Fuck yeah. Um, that's. It's good now the weather's turning up too, isn't it? It's great, yeah. Like, and especially this morning. Like, I was got up to ride and I, I was like, all right, I'll start at, start at 6.30. And then I looked outside at 6 and it was fucking like it was the middle of the day. It was that bright. And I was yeah. like, well, may as well go start now. Yeah. It's yeah, like now that you've got more daytime, so you may good. as well just, you've got nothing to do but to get out there. It's funny. When I started riding, it was, I picked up triathlon at the end of February this year. Okay. And so... I started cycling around that time and it was the end of summer and at still for like, I reckon the first two to two and a half, three months of my riding, I didn't do anything big or long. Yeah. And I was, to be frank, like not a great cyclist. Like I've always ridden bikes. Yeah. Okay. But never, you know, trained bikes. Yeah. And fair. so as soon as I started really training hard, it started getting cold. Mm. So the, the weather's starting getting good now and it's so amazing how great riding outside is when it's a nice day. It is it's it's insane. Like the it makes it so much easier. Like that's one of my I know one of my feet motivating factors through winter is like fuck you put in the work now and then when you get to summer you're going to be so much fitter and riding out in the sun is going to be grouse because you'll be cruising around at this like elite level fitness with all the work you've done in winter and it'll be sunny you can unzip the bib and you'll just be fucking cruising around with the sunnies on it's just like the ultimate ultimate image yeah whereas like if you don't put the work in in winter then you come out in summer and it's fucking hot you got to do all the work in summer you're unfit you got to do all the work in summer and then by the time you get to the end of summer that's when you get fit and then winter comes around again and it just fucking slaps you so It's good to do the work in the winter, and that way you get to see the transition, and then you get to really appreciate it too. That's it. When you get days like today, and you don't have to wear thirty layers, you can just wear, you know, maybe a two two layers, a bib top and a fucking vest on top. Yeah, just like, like, That's sweet. It. Fuck yeah. Um. So what what does your training look like at the moment? Because I know recently you have picked up a coach. That's right. So, um, 
my training at the moment, I'm doing about... See, set training, I'm doing 13 to 14 hours a week. Yeah, cool. But that includes swimming. And I haven't been able to swim, obviously, because of the lockdown here right. in uh, Melbourne. Yeah. So I've been replacing most of my swimming sessions with strength workouts. Yeah, cool. Um, I love that. That's the same with me. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. But, you know, it doesn't equate the same hours on... So yeah. I'm, at the moment, I'm only hitting about 11 to 12. Yeah, okay, cool. That's like, yeah. considering you just started this year, that's not too bad. You're building... At a good rate. I reckon too. Yeah, yeah, that's... And it's funny, ever since I picked up the coach, like, it's really evident to me that this um, training program that I've... Uh, that he's got me on is going to take a long time. Yeah. But it's going to be fucking worth it when I get to the end. 100%. And I will be so well, like primed up for the races that I want to do. Yeah. So at the moment, it's a bit annoying because I have trained longer bike rides. I have ran more in a week than I am now, but yeah. it's, I know that, you know, the hard stuff is going to come. So you just got to wait. Enjoy this, enjoy this phase. Cause yeah, when it comes, you're like, fuck, I wish I was back there doing the, you know, the nice runs, the nice easy runs, all that shit. Like at the moment you're building your base. Exactly. And I think yeah. I touched on it last week in last week's podcast with Ben when I was talking about my Ironman, how I'm so glad that it got pushed a year because it gave me more lead up to it. Yeah. I, yeah. This is like, it's something, it's a good thing. When you get more lead up, you get stronger, you get like building that base strength is fucking awesome because that way when you like, when you go out and do something long, like a triathlon, you're almost like, I don't know how to word it, but you can... Fuck, I've just stumbled so hard over this, hey. Um, you can almost go out and just run it at your base and you'll be fine. Yeah. So you're able to actually push further. So just say your base now, I'm using complete examples. Just say your base now is like 5.30 pace for a, a 20K run or whatever. Yeah. If you build this base and you get fitter and your heart rate drops to, at that 5.30 rate uh, pace, you can go out and you'll go hit a fucking, you know, your half Ironman or whatever and you'll be able to send it but you can still fall back on that 5.30 pace. Exactly, because you've got that base you've got that fitness, base. Whereas right. if you don't have that base, you go out and send it, your base pace is going to be like seven minutes. You're going to be walking. Like, mm -hmm. if you build this base, you've got something to fall back on. It's like a backup plan. It's funny that you mentioned your Ironman getting, you know, you postponed or whatever to, yeah. to this year. Um, I, similar in, I was in a similar situation because, as you know, I was entered in Sunny Coast, Half yeah. Ironman. Yeah, okay, cool. And... I thought, you know, I'm I'm good enough. This will be this will be good. This will be a great challenge. I'll be able to do it. Yep. And then I injured my knee. Yeah. Okay. And I couldn't run for about a month. Yeah. And so I'm at the moment just back up to where I was running before the injury. Yep. Actually, I probably a bit am a bit better because I've you know been building this base over a few weeks. But anyway, I reckon if I had have done Sunny Coast, I would have died. Yeah. What like, was last? I would have. Had a bad day. <laughs> <laughs> it was last week, wasn't it? Yeah. Especially was... coming from Melbourne too. Like it's true, the weather would have hit me. It's freezing here. It's well, it has been freezing cold. Going from freezing cold to like moderate would just fuck you. It was funny. I looked at the weather conditions on that day. The water was a wetsuit optional swim. It was twenty four <laughs> degrees in the water. The oh. there was not 
really a single ounce of wind the whole day, and it was 28 degrees. That's so, ridiculous. We're not even half that <laughs> temperature-wise. We've been getting like no. eights, nines. I know last week, was it last week? Or no, some days during this week were fucking freezing. Like I went for a run one morning and there was ice on everything. Yeah. It's weird. You wake up and it's freezing and then you go outside nine o'clock. Starts. I went for a walk yesterday. Yeah. In, in tracksuit pants and a hoodie. And then like I haven't even started the walk yet and I'm sweating. And I'm like, geez, what? What, what the, the hell? Happening? It's warm. Yeah, Melbourne weather's just cooked. Yeah, it's lost the plot, like everyone here yeah. at the moment too, with all the lockdowns and stuff. It's just everyone's all over the place. Yes. Fucking hell. So, what's your next your next race? My next race is Half Ironman Melbourne. Ah, oh, cool. Same as, as me. Yeah. Assuming that happens. Yeah. <laughs> um, if not, then I'm... Can you defer twice? See, I was talking about this with Das this morning. Das deferred to Geelong. Yeah. And I was like... I want to do Geelong. So I kind of hope either it gets cancelled or I might message him and try and change to Geelong because it'd be next year in Feb. Yeah. That's like, for me, I'm happy to ride off the rest of the year in terms of races and then just focus on Feb next year. So yeah. hopefully I can do that and, it, you know, it might, might be a bad idea that to jump on work. that train too. Yeah. Um, you know, if, if Melbourne gets cancelled or if it doesn't, you know, end up happening, I yeah. might end up doing that too. But... Um, my training is centered around Olympic distance. Olympic distance stuff, yeah. Because cool. my long term, or not long term, my goal in the next season, yep. is to qualify for the Australian Age Group okay, World cool. Champs. Yeah. Um, and to do that, you have to rank twentieth in or in the top twenty in your age group in your gender. Right. Okay. And you do that by racing in the selection races and mm. earning points. Yep. You get one point for coming f- uh, 25th and 25 points for coming first. Oh, that's Sort cool. of thing. And, you know, a top 20 finish, I think, is pretty doable for me. I've done one Olympic distance before and I came fourth. Oh, shit, so, okay. And yeah. that was with a pretty... Not a lot of... That was probably three months into a when did, triathlon. That was Shepparton. Shepparton, right. Now, given Shepparton was a pretty small field. Yep. Um, so I'm not expecting to come, you know, podium or come forth at, at the moment. But, um, yeah, that's the goal. So Geelong will probably fall around similar time to where all those, you know, qualifying two times U races are. Yeah. So if it, you know, if it's all right, I might enter it. But if it clashes, then... Yeah, um, give it a miss. What's yeah. the... um? What are the qualifying ones? Is it like... Is it the sprints or are they only the Olympic distance so ones? There's they're both. Okay. But if you do sprint, you qualify... You... Like, you sort of have to put all your eggs in one basket. Right. Because if you do like one sprint qualifying race and then one Olympic qualifying race, you're not going to get enough points to to make the world champs because you need to put get all your points for the one distance. Okay. So, like, what if... Because I know some of them, they don't... Because I, I like doing the Olympic distances. I'm yeah. a long-distance man. I like the... The longer, the better. Because I just feel like I get to settle in. I don't need to blow up. Like, yeah. you know, even Olympic distances are like a full send. Whereas, like, half Ironman, I find, is like the sweet spot. And then full Ironman just requires a lot of fucking training. So, you got to be ready to give it. Yeah. Um. So, like, what happens when they've got no Olympic distance and it's just a sprint. It does does that those points count or is it worth not worth doing? It's usually if that like not all the two times you races are actually selection ones. Okay. Only cool. some of them are. Yep. Uh, you can look on the you know Triathlon Australia website have what they all are. But, yeah. Um, sick. Yeah. Uh, 
the thing is though they take your three best results from the season okay. and they cum- and they accumulate all the points together yep and then after that they rank you against everyone else okay so, so you get three best races yeah three best races and there are only usually one or two per state yeah okay so cool. I'm going to go to Mooloolabart Sunshine Coast to oh. race the Olympic in Sunshine Coast. Oh, so they count is, all those ones as well. Yeah, yeah, right. it's the whole country. So it's not. Yeah. I thought it was just the two times you race. No, 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 no. It's yeah, it's everywhere. Uh, what about the fucking? Uh, what is it? Noosa. Does Noosa count as well? Noosa, it has in the past, but not yep. this year. Okay. So they change them right. from year to year. Which ones are actually? I guess that's probably yeah. a good thing, isn't it? Because then yeah. it dra- draws more crowds to certain races and it gives everyone kind of a shot to show off their own... That's right. Show off their area and stuff like that's that. That's right. Fuck and yeah. And yeah, that's, uh, that's right. So this year, Malulabar, in, which is, for those who don't know, called the capital of triathlon in Australia. It's like the, uh, the spot. Um, that is playing host to the, na- the national championships. So the thing is, for the national championships, you get double points. Right, okay. So if you come first, you get 50. Yeah. If you come 25th, you get two, sort of thing. Okay. So, um, yeah, but usually those have bigger fields, so yeah. it is more difficult. Yeah, cool. But yeah, that's that's the current goal. Fuck yeah. What made you, like, decide on that? Or what drove you, pushed you into that, that kind of decision? Well, that's interesting, you ask that question, because it's a long story. All right, so, let's, let's buckle in. The short answer is the Tokyo 2022 Olympic Games. Yes. Yeah, right? The long answer is my, I, I guess, beginnings in sport. So wind, Let's wind the clock back. All right, we'll, we'll wind, <laughs> we're, we're ticking it back. So I've always been a pretty active kid, um, as I've said. Love the outdoors. Yep. Um, in... And I've always been around water my whole life. Yeah, cool. Well, you did squad swimming, didn't you? That was right. That's yeah. right. So, you know, I was um, I was actually born in the water. Oh, shit. Yeah, okay. I was born in the water. And then I started swimming lessons from a very young age. Yep. Um, I've always done... So I've stopped here and there, but I've always pretty much done type of swimming. Yep. When I was 12, um, actually, no... Just not 12, so 11, almost 12, 2020, 12 Olympic Games. I was an inspired kid, I'd yep. say, and wanted to do competitive swimming. So I joined the local club, DVE Aquatic. Um, shout out to DVE. Yeah. Um, I, uh, yeah, I joined, joined the club and I was a competitive swimmer from that year, so 2012, all the way up until 2016. Yeah, shit. And... I, you know, I was never, it was, it's interesting because I had a lot of dreams to be a professional swimmer, but when I was, when I was that age, I was always, well, not always, but a lot of the time I'd compare myself to other kids or other people that my age or younger than me that were better. Yeah. Like, fuck, I'm not going to be this... It's this this okay. professional athlete. If these kids are like beating me and they're younger than me, yet. but that's 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 the thing, right? That's where that's where I went wrong all those years ago. Or you yeah. could say I went wrong, but yeah. maybe that that's just the path that I've taken. So I stopped swimming 
um, competitively at the end of 2016, and I just swam for fitness a bit. Yep. Um, actually picked up water polo. Ooh. So I played water polo for two years with the same club. Yep. Um, and that... Where's that? Like, where's that around here? Because I've never... Watermark. They do. They have a yeah, water polo so team. Same club, DVE Aquatic. Oh, shit. DVE stands for Diamond Valley and Eltham. Yep. So they have a massive water polo club. I'm I'm a coach for the water polo swimming fitness squad. Ah, it's a mouthful, but yeah, that's fucking sick. Yeah, I didn't even know water polo existed around here. I'd always yeah. seen it, but I was like, where the fuck do you even play that? Around here, like Nilumbik area, Banyul area, that's the only place. But there yep. are a few other places in, actually, not a few. There are quite a few places in Melbourne that that do it. Fuck yeah. Anyway, after that, halfway through 2017, I tore a ligament in my ankle. Oh, no. Playing soccer. <laughs> and couldn't walk for... Was in a moon burnt for about two and a half months. So stopped playing water polo. Shit. And that was basically the beginning of uh, my falling out of love for exercise. Right. So it kind of derailed you a it, bit. Yeah, it did. So, I mean, I always exercised at least once a week. I'd either play soccer at school or... Uh, you know, have an indoor soccer game every night. That's yep. one of my other hobbies. I'm a big soccer fan. Yeah, fuck yeah. Um, and so, yeah, basically, long story short, year 12 hit. I wasn't doing much exercise. The stress of year 12 plus all my extracurricular com- curricular com- commitments with music. Yeah, true. There'd be a fair bit. Took up a lot of time. Exactly. It? So I... Naturally, this happens to a lot of people, but I did put on a bit of weight in year 12. okay. And then that basically, there was a small attempt where I started to swim again with a mate at the start of 2019. Um, And it lasted a few months and we we got a bit fit, but we we never really pushed ourselves in the water. It's hard, isn't it? When you're like, I don't know, I feel like you need to be around people that are kind of pushing and then you push and then you pushing pushes them exactly so if you're around the right people fuck it is so all you need is to throw like one person who's like having a red hot crack into the mix and everyone has a red hot crack that's right it's fucking that's why like tri groups are good in a way or like everyone doing tries and stuff yeah training with them you always push a bit harder the other week Darcy took on the other week, Darcy took me out. We did King Lake laps together. Yeah. And he's just like, stay on my wheel. And, and it hurt, but it felt good afterwards because I did it. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it's fucking um, King Lake. Riding up and down King Lake is shit. It's good, but it sucks. It, it's There's two ways. You, well, there's more than two ways you can go about it. You can go up it, enjoy the view, yeah. do it like at a nice pace. And then you get to the top and I'm like, that wasn't really a workout. No. Nah. Or you can do efforts up it, and then you're cooked. Yeah, it's so it's rough as I remember, like Ironman training. I, I would do four. I think the most I did was four. I can't. I may have done five, but I think the most I did was four. Yeah, four repeats. And when I, you're in that zone, though, it's good. Yeah, like, I was going like going up and down and up and down. You just you d- get in the zone. Yeah, and downloaded podcasts. I was like, all right, I'm gonna hit four repeats today. You know, and they're all gonna be at the same same average watts. Yeah. And that's just what I did. Like, I hate coming down. I almost wish you could just bank up four of them together yeah. and just hit them all four at once. Because coming down sucks. It's oh, like it's... you lose, you get cold, you fucking you lose. Get freezing. You get you fall out of the groove. Yeah. 
It's always a lot harder at the start. That first, like, K yeah. is pretty rough. And then once you get the legs in a kind of a good rhythm, then you're like, oh, cool. And then yeah. the cutting hits, and then it fucks you. <laughs> yeah. The incline just goes up at by a couple end. of percent, yeah, and then it's, it's just nuts. rough. But anyway, so... Where were we? Where were we? Where were we? Oh, Water so, polo. Yeah, so no, swim, then, yeah, swimming with a mate. Yeah. Um, and then we stopped swimming. This is about um, March 2019. Yep. So we swam for about from December to March. Okay, cool. And as soon as uni started, I stopped exercising again. Right. And that when that's when it got really bad because I, you know, wasn't doing much exercise. I was walking around to uni every day. Well, not to uni, but around uni every day. I'd yeah. get home, I'd, t- I'd be tired, and then I'd just, you know, lounge out and play FIFA until 4am with my mates and... <laughs> and, and eat shit the whole night, right? It sounds like a uni-ass thing to yeah. do. <laughs> it definitely is. But then, I think, look, this is why I wanted to come and speak with you, because yeah. I listened to your podcast a few weeks ago, and it really, you know, it stood out to me. Yeah. Um, I got to a point where I was never, you know, I was never really depressed with the way I looked. Yeah. But I knew that, you know, this is like, not the best I can be. Like, yeah, okay. I can be, I, I can be healthier than I am. Yeah, like, yeah, I'm with you. I, yes, I, I looked in the mirror. I'm like, you know, I'd like to have a six pack and not have any fat on me and and stuff. Mm. But it's it it wasn't really a point where it got too too bad in my head. Like in my head, I was always like, you know. It doesn't matter what you look like yeah. as long as you're happy with yourself. So, you know, there were definitely times where I'm like, fuck, I'm a slob. Like, yeah, 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 okay. What's gotten to me? What, what are these rolls around my belly doing? <laughs> yeah. And then... All um, the snacks. All the snacks. I'm a massive sweet tooth too, so yeah. it doesn't oh, help. Oh, bro, same. Yeah. It fucking... I bought... Woolies have these Biscoff cream-filled biscuits. <laughs> oh. Yeah, I know. Uh, they're like Oreos, but Biscoff flavored far out. I've Jeez. been ripping through them. Yeah, I got to not buy them. It's <laughs> <laughs> it can be dangerous. Yeah, be like dangerous, there's but... yes, you shouldn't shy away from eating you know foods no. like that because they're not all bad. But at the same time, you got to show restraint because exactly. you can't just fucking eat that confectionery exactly. sugar shit all the no, time. You can't. It's just not good for you. I'm I'm pretty good with my eating now. Like I. Upwards of ninety percent of what I eat is good, nutritious whole foods. Yeah. And I try not to look at food as in unhealthy and healthy. Yes. Like I look at it as in highly nutritious, not so nutritious. Yes, and I like so, that. That's that's fucking. Yeah, that's a way better way to put it. It is. And so that when you do that, it does. You don't get in your own head about fuck. This is bad for me. Yeah. I shouldn't be eating this. Like perfect example. Yesterday, I stacked on my bike. I was oh. feeling shit, had cuts down my leg, and then I got home and I'm just like, I just need some fucking chocolate. Yeah. So I just, you know, and it, it was convenient. My dad brought home some TV snacks and oh. I ate the whole box. Yeah, fucking yum. <laughs> so, yeah, that that's... Um, Did it make you feel better? It made me feel better. Exactly. It's yeah. worth it. Anyway. <laughs> um, yeah, so I was, I think, at my most unhealthy... I was about 87, 88 kilos. That's, yeah. For me, I'm 176 centimetres tall, 5 foot foot 9. Yep. So, 
you know, if you look back, I look back in pictures of myself and there's definitely a difference from what I look like then and what I look like now. Yep. Um, and, but then again, I don't want to get into this of looking like what, it's how you feel. Yeah, exactly. And, and I didn't feel great. If you feel about, sluggish and you feel shit and you feel like down on yourself, then odds are you you probably, you know, can fucking change right. up change up what you're putting into your body. Yeah. So here it goes. Here's like I guess the 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 renaissance. Yeah, cool. We got to there was one stage in 2019, I reckon August, and I was up at night playing Xbox and you know, being a bit rowdy. <laughs> eating some Tim Tams out of my drawer. Love it. The snack drawer. The snack drawer. Yeah, it was bad. <laughs> That's even the better. And my mum comes into my room and, you know, I I love my mum and she's one of the reasons why I, you know, have this opinion about food because I've always, I always grew up eating healthy stuff. She yeah. encouraged me to eat healthy food and I didn't eat a lot of processed... I've never eaten processed stuff. Yeah, it's like, like it, that... I guess you you inherit the exactly. what your parents feed you when you're growing up. Yeah, that's right. And I come from a like my father is um, is Jewish. Yeah, okay. So I come from a, a Jewish background, and um, and Israeli food, Mediterranean food is you know pretty healthy that's all, in, in like, general. That's all fucking great food. Exactly. That's all whole food. No exactly. shit. Like and traditional food like that is yeah, just perfect. It is. When I was a kid, I ate. You relatively, you know, not strictly, but pretty kosher. Yeah. And throughout my, uh, my dad and my mum separated when I was four. Okay. And uh, he lives in Israel now. Oh shit. Yeah. Um. But when he left, my mum still encouraged me to, you know, eat kosher. So I never really had anything to do with pig or bacon until I was twelve. Yeah. Okay. I never ate seafood, and I rarely had meat and stuff. Like I, I did, but not much. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Um. Anyway, my mum comes into my room and goes, no, like, seriously, what are you doing? (laughs) And then it hit me. Yeah. And then I don't know what, I can't really remember the details, but something, something changed in me and I decided to go gluten free. Yep. From September till Christmas day. Yeah. Okay. I went gluten free and it's not gluten free that I think gluten is, is inherently bad. Yeah. Like I'm not celiac or anything yeah but um it stopped me snacking on a lot of stuff that stuff that i would biscuits cakes right like okay that was my go-to so it was like it, so, yeah, yeah so i created a, this rule for myself yeah it was a different way of saying you can't have these it was like saying okay you can't have gluten it wasn't like you yeah. can't have all the treats that's right it was like you just don't eat gluten it's right and I, okay. it worked and in at the same time, it probably meant that I was eating more of a low-carb diet as well. Yeah, okay, cool. Even though, you know, gluten isn't the only source of carbs. Yeah. It just cut out a lot. Yeah. And um, it got to Christmas Day, and then I was like, well, that's great. Let's just feast on some gluten. Then we go into the new year, and I had this inspiration to join the gym. Yeah. So I had to join the local gym in Eltham. Yep. Um, started lifting weights, you know, more of an, like a bodybuilder-type program. Yeah, cool. Um, didn't really know much about it, but, you know, YouTube is a great thing. Yeah. We, so, so this was... Were you just starting out? Yeah, it was just oh, starting out. The newbie gains would have been the best. <laughs> oh, my God. But then <laughs> lockdown hit. No. So I was like, no, no. But anyway, managed to get a, a little weight set, which I still use yep. today. 
Um, and yeah, kept a you know the motivation waned a bit during lockdown, but yeah, as it does. That's the thing. You can't rely on motivation to achieve a goal. No. Because motivation comes and goes. Yeah. What you've got to rely on is commitment. Yeah, and like, the consistency. And consistency. You've got to, all right, I've got to achieve this. What do I need to do to achieve it? All right, I've got to fucking train, you know, yeah. every day or three times a week or like, you know, six times a week. You've got That's to hit right. the sessions. You were talking about how consistency is one of the biggest trump cards in life. Yeah. Commitment is also. Yeah, 100%. And I think, yeah, you if know, you're committed to something, then that's it. That's right. It's got to be, like, as simple as that. Yeah. So, because, um, you know, of that, I guess, waning in motivation to lift in yeah. lockdown, I started running. Okay, cool. And this is where it led into triathlon. So, I, st- right. I started running, and in, I look back on it, and I fucking knew nothing about running. Like, so, this is 2020. This is, tw- yeah, yeah this 2020 is lockdown. Year. Yeah, cool. Uh-huh. This is last year. And, uh, yeah, I ran a few times a week with some mates. Um, I have a friend who's a big um, believer in barefoot running. Yeah, okay, which cool. Which I am too now. It's so good. Like, yeah. And I've, my coach is too. So. I've got a few friends that, like, are all around barefoot running. I actually own, I love my Vivos. I've got a pair of Vivos. Yeah, Vivo, like, barefoot shoes. Yeah. But I've never actually run barefoot. It's really good for foot strength and stuff, isn't it? Exactly. Yeah. And your gait. Yeah, okay, it cool. Is, and like doing barefoot strides. Yep. Is is that's what I do on on my running sessions. Because I've at seen the that. So what would you mm-hmm. like what would how would you incorporate barefoot running into your run? So the run workout that I have at the moment on a Tuesday is a one hour session. Yep. Twenty minutes zone two, zone one what zone one, zone two warm up. Yep. And then with shoes on. Okay. And then I take the shoes off and I do four sets. Sorry, no. Three sets yep. of four 20-second barefoot strides. Okay. Walkbacks. Right. So 20 seconds strides barefoot. For those of you who don't know what a stride is, it's basically a running drill that's usually aimed at middle distance runners. Okay. But a lot of runners do it. Like marathon runners would do it too. You basically try and hold a really long stride length for the whole... 20 seconds, yep. but build your speed up to the end. Okay. Yeah. So, so build throughout the 20 seconds. You're not building to flat out yep. sprint, but you're building to like 80, 85%. Okay. Um, and then you walk back and you do that four times. And then it's a six minute barefoot zone two like run. Okay. And then there's three sets. Yep. And yeah, that, that takes up my, my, uh, that session. And I've done it for three weeks in a row. And I've already noticed my running technique improve. Yeah. My running efficiency, my running, like, everything about it yep. feels a lot more natural now. Fuck, okay. And it's 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 actually crazy how running barefoot, you... This is going to sound weird, but you, you, you establish a connection with the ground that you're running on. That and makes you, sense, though. And it's like, yeah, you you put your energy into the into the ground through your foot strike. Yeah. And the thing is, the ground is not nice. It takes all your energy. <laughs> yeah. The ground isn't a vapor fly next percent. It doesn't no. give your energy back. No. It, so it forces you to be able to be a, to, but propel yourself forward. Yeah. Okay. 
that's yeah. cool. And you get to kind of feel that transition of energy as well. Yeah. And what then works then, and what doesn't work. Exactly. And then when you put shoes on, it's like, oh my God. Yeah, you're like, holy fuck, this is, I've got return? Yeah. What? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. That's right. I like it. So um, it's almost like going from riding a mountain bike to riding a... A road bike. Yep. Mm-hmm. When you actually put your pedal down, you're like, oh my God, I'm moving. It's so funny. I went on a mountain bike ride um, a few months ago and I was like, this is shit. I'm not yeah. going anywhere. All your energy just disappears. You're <laughs> yeah. like, what the fuck's the point? Yeah. It's, yeah. Anyway. Oh, shit. So that's, I like that. Yeah. Barefoot running. I got to, like I read somewhere that even just adding in 800 meters at the end of a session. So you like go, just say I got a 15K run, I run 15K. I stop, I finish, take my shoes off, hit 800 meters around the track or 800 off like three laps or whatever. Yeah. And even that is enough to just give you that little bit of extra strength benefit. Exactly, yeah. I definitely run on grass though. I wouldn't oh, run, yeah, yes. the oval. Yeah, yeah the yeah. oval, yeah, a footy oval is the perfect place to yeah, do it. Fuck, yeah, fuck, like building up. Yeah, I mean, you could build up to run on, um, foot on, pads and, on footpaths and stuff, but... You better off yeah. Yeah, fuck stick to the yeah. ovals, eh? Yeah, just just make sure you don't step on anything unusual. Barefoot, barefoot running is high impact enough. You don't need to make it even higher. Make it even higher. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, true. So yeah, um, yeah. So that last year running, um, we came out of lockdown at Melbourne, and then it's funny at the start of the year, a few days after New Year's Day, my girlfriend dumped me. Oh gosh. Okay. Yeah, that's, and that's rough. It was rough. <laughs> And I hadn't been running much over the summer because it was just hot and the gyms opened. So yeah, okay. I got back into the gym. Yep. And then I was, I was, I dealt with my breakup pretty well, yep. but I was still, you know, thinking about it a lot. And then mm. one day my mate sends me this group chat, anyone interested in doing a triathlon? Okay. And I was like, oh, I can run. Yeah. I used to be a swimmer. Yeah. I, I did a wee big triathlon back in the day. <laughs> Can't be that hard. Yeah, sweet. And it was funny. I tried to get a few of my friends to join, and then, and it ended up being that I was the only one that did it. Not even the guy that recommended I, it in my I, friend group I ended love, up doing it. I love when shit like that happens. <laughs> like, there's always... I'm, I'm a person that, like, when I commit to something, I commit. I remember there was an example of one of my mates, Jans, his... Um, plant strong jans he's up in queensland he used to be in melbourne he did oh this was end of 2020 he did a full ironman because he was supposed to do wa or something but it got cancelled because of covid so he did a full ironman in melbourne by himself and he asked a bunch of people to ride with him and i was like real slow in responding yes i was like i don't know if i want to do the full ironman ride like i you know i waited up for like probably a month and he said i've already got you know three people doing it with me like it doesn't matter if you can't do it and i was like oh fuck wait up spoke to my coach ended up saying yes i need to do it like it'll work in perfectly with my program so i did it got there on the day i was the only one so like it's right you you sound like that you've got that trait too like when you commit to something when you're like all right i'm gonna do it you're in doesn't matter what anyone else does you're fucking committed now it's funny how fate works like that yeah i guess literally yeah um it's and it's so funny, like, I look back on lockdown and everything that happened last year, and I'm like, I don't actually know if I would be in this position right now had that not happened. Fuck, you probably... You, you're right. Like, like, well, the same... I, I met my girlfriend because of lockdown. Yeah. Because we were uh, on a uni Zoom. Fucking hell. And 
you know, I may have still picked up triathlon either way. But, but you may not have. It may not have too. So yeah. it's uh, it's funny. It is funny. And like the same thing with me and my, my Ironman getting pushed back. It was a saving grace. Like I probably would have died and then never wanted to do an Ironman again. Whereas <laughs> now I hit it and I was like, this is actually pretty good. Yeah. So it's like yeah. lockdown sucks. But at the same time, you do get things from it. There are positives you can extract. Even though it's yeah. hard, you can extract positives from it. Yeah, that's right. You can. So which was this triathlon that you signed up for this was the two times you one of the two times you ones which was in march start of march so it was the start of this year yeah uh, it was the start of march and it was so i found out about it in february this is what i was saying i started in february, oh yeah okay I found out it's that i instantly started training yeah okay fine. and i knew nothing about february in march <laughs> that's yeah. such a quick turnaround i know right <laughs> i knew really little about training for triathlon it's weird because you've got to balance three different different sports at once yeah. and at the time I was still into the gym right and I was like oh I want to still make gains and yeah, you know, yeah. get henched and stuff yeah yeah but fucking... it's funny how quickly that went away and I'm like it's so hard to, to be, balance like, it all a triathlete yeah so <laughs> it's funny um yeah, so it was a two times you fun try, like the, the, the smallest distance. Okay, cool. Which was a 300 meter swim, yep. 10k bike, and 3k run. That sounds so delightful. <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh, yeah, anyway, the day of it, the swim ended up being cancelled. Which one was this? Because I think I did the Olympic on that. Was it there in? There was no Olympic on that day. Uh, this was in right. Brighton. Brighton? No, I reckon. It was in Brighton. No, I didn't do Brighton. I did. I did St. Kilda and I think I did Elwood. Okay. And I think the swim got cancelled in Elwood too. How shit, like, oh, go, so you keep saying, like, it sucks when you got to run twice. It sucks. It's so bad. <laughs> running on the bike and running off the bike. Yeah. Like, it's, it's, you're like, fuck off. I didn't sign up for duathlon. No, especially when, like, swimming is it's your my strong, strongest one. So same like, as me. Crap. Like, they've just, you know, swim. I think when I did the, the Olympic tries, yep. or I did one try with a swim, I came out in, like, fifth. Mm. Or, or, you know, at least, I think, top, at least top 10. Like, I went in, like, last, came out, you know, fucking second or something. I picked up fucking all these spots, and then, you know, you take the swim away from me, and I'm like, well, what am I supposed to do now? Yeah. I've got to run with all these runners. Fuck. Yeah. <laughs> on sand, too. They oh. made us do the run on the beach. That's, oh, that's... Basically, such... they kept the swim start. No. But they, we ran from the swim on the beach, turned around, and then back up to transition, and I had worn barefoot, because I'm like, yes, barefoot. This oh, is going to be great on no. sand. <laughs> so it was, I was flying on the sand. I was going, I was running past everyone. I, w- I took off at probably like a f- 350 pace. As you do, because yeah. it's a race start. You're like, sprint! <laughs> exactly. And then we got into transition, and the path from the beach up to transition was all gravel. Oh, no. And I was like, oh. Crap! I tried to keep going, but I had to walk because it was just so painful. Yeah, and I was like, I'll just get to the bike. And I have never been more delighted in my life to put socks on. How like you take it for granted? And you're like, yeah. oh, put comfy socks on. Yeah. After like even after the swim, it's nice. You put yeah. them on, and you're like, yeah. I even like though this. they get soaked, it's yeah, still... it's still nice. Yeah, fuck yeah. And then, so what was the ride like? What did you have a bike or did you just ride on a bike a... yeah so okay cool i you know i've always ridden bikes yeah i had a mountain bike you know for years yep but last year no yeah start of 2020 i popped the tire off and i didn't fucking know how to put a tire on 
Lol. <laughs> so I was like, I'll just buy a road bike. <laughs> <laughs> That's hilarious. It's funny. And so I bought a road bike, got a really banging deal for a carbon road bike. Yep. Um, and I rode that and slapped some aero bars on it. Yeah, sick. And um, the aero bars probably didn't do much because I wasn't very strong on the bike back then. Yeah. But I was like, yeah, well, it'll look cool. It'll so. look cool. You look, look, look the, uh, look the part. look the part. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, that it went well. The run was funny. Like, if I look back and I did that, if I do that, had done that distance, like, as I am now... Yeah. I would have flogged myself. How, like, like, when you look at the shorter distance, you're like, that's a fucking sprint. Like, I'm going to have to go yeah. all out. Like, if you look at a 300-meter swim, a 10K bike, and how much, how far was the run? 3Ks. 3K. That's a fucking, like, you're going to die. Mm. Like, <laughs> when you've got that capacity and you build that base, yeah. you look at a short race like that, you're like, oh, this is going to hurt. Yeah. Because you can go all out for the whole thing. When people start doing triathlon, they look at the long distances and go, ah, that'd be so hard. Yeah. And yes, it's really hard. Yeah. But it's funny when you get into it and you build up these distances and then you look at the short stuff and goes, that just says pain. Yeah, that's way worse. I'd rather do an Olympic because it's like, yes, it's going to be hard, but you don't have to push as hard as... Like, you do a a sprint or a a fun try, like, if you've been training for, you know, Olympic and half-distance Ironman, you're going to taste blood. Like, you're going to fucking taste blood that whole race. You're going to finish and you're going to, like, collapse on the line and you're going to be dead. Yeah. Whereas if you're just starting out, it's like, okay, cool. You can you can't you can only really go so. You can just you know finish it. Yeah, you can only go so hard. Yeah. Whereas when you've got the capacity to keep pushing, there's no excuse. That's right. There's no like, oh, you know what? I have never done this before. I'm gonna walk. It's like, nah, you got to fucking start sprinting. Like it's only three k's. Yeah. You should be running elite paces. Yeah. That's right. It's uh, it's funny how how that works. Yeah. It's, and it's crazy how it just I'm, changes perspective perspective with a bit of training that's right now i'm really you know i'm hyped to get into the next season because you know when those races hit i would have trained for that distance would train for olympics yeah and so it's gonna suck it's gonna hurt but like i'm i'm excited for that yeah it's one uh, there was a guy once at the gym that said to me like when i was training for this iron when i started the ironman training back in end of 19 yeah. which when I first like got into it he was like oh it was before I did two bays I think which was like the worst fucking you've probably you've heard the story I told it in one of the earlier podcasts it was like the worst fucking run I've ever done it was like the the hardest thing I've ever done yeah. um, he said to me before he's like just remember like when it hurts that's because you've earned the right to hurt like you deserve to be there you deserve to feel that like you've done the work in order to feel that pain and suffering yeah so, like, when you're suffering in those Olympic, you're like, all right, I've done the work to be here and feel this feeling. Like, this is what I've trained yeah. for. Like, I'm in. I've, I've sucked it up. That's right. Uh, did you watch any of the Olympic tries at I, the Olympics this year? Unfortunately, I didn't. I was, I was busy, flat out with work, and yeah. um, didn't get a chance to watch them. I did see some highlights, yeah. and it's, man, I watched both insane. of them live, and I could just tell, you know, they're giving their all like, oh, yeah. They are, every one of them, whether they're last or first, is yeah. thinking, this is the most pain I've ever been in, mm. but let's see if I can hurt more. Yeah, let's like, just hold let's on. Let's just push. And the guy who won it, Christian Blumenfeld, he's, a, he's an animal. Yeah. Um, And he wasn't the favourite going into it. And it was funny, I watched a video on, like, a preview to the race a few days before, and it's yeah. just like, yeah, Christian Blumenfeld could win, 
but you know his body's getting to him. He's twenty seven years old, which, by the way, is not old for a triathlete. Yeah, twenty seven is still young. You're not even in your prime. No. Like I know Ironman prime is like thirties, mid yeah. to late thirties. Jan Frodeno's thirty nine. Yeah, that's he's... when you like hit the absolute prime for it. <laughs> yeah, because you got all that tendon strength. You can exactly. just keep going. That's right. When Jimmy said to me, you know, James. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He, he, when I first met him, he was like, oh, so you're a swimmer and now you want to do Ironmans? <laughs> Don't do it. <laughs> You'll hurt yourself. And I was like, oh, I can't be that hard. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm young. Yeah. I'm like, and then I got injured and I was like, fuck, James was right. He was right. He was right. You do get a lot of niggles along the way. Yeah, you do. Especially if you're not like... Like if you're like me, I'm not good at I'm not great at recovery things. I'm I'm great at doing the work, but when it comes recovery. to recovering, I'm not not yeah. the best at it. Yeah, fucking hell. So, once you hit that fun try, what did you do? Another race? You did Shep, didn't you? Yeah, so I did I did the fun try, and then I was I did a sprint two yep. weeks later. Okay. In St Kilda, which was the last the, two times you won. Yeah, okay. I remember tossing up whether I was going to do that yeah. one or not, and then I was like, nah. Darcy did it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, and I was happy with how that went, and it, I'd only really started doing proper swimming training a week before it, Right. and managed to come out the swim third in my Sh- category. Shit, that's sick. And then died on the bike. <laughs> that's what you want, though. Died on yeah. You want to learn twenty six k's. Yeah. And I was like, oh, that's bad. Like, I'm not feeling great, and but I got off and I had a decent run. Yeah. Like, okay. Cool. It was only five k's, but I was happy. With the run, yeah. For still only this is like only t- two weeks after the first duathlon yeah. that I'd ever done. Yeah, okay. So you've only I'm, just you're still fresh. Exactly. And then two weeks later was Challenge Shepparton, which I did the Olympic distance. That's a pretty big step up, isn't it? As in, like you That's went double. Yeah, you exactly. literally went fun try, sprint try, Olympic. You just fucking like added those two together yeah. and then some. Funnily enough, though, I felt better on the Olympic than I did on the sprint yeah. because I'd gotten a bike fit. Right. And so the bike completely changed. It was a shit day. Like, there was a really bad headwind. Yeah, I heard that it was... And there was, the like, a headwind wind. and a sidewind and a fucking... There was just everything but... It was but, just wind. Everything but a tailwind. Yeah, everything but... Yeah, exactly. We turned around halfway point, and I'm like, yes, tailwind, and it d- didn't come. And I was like, what oh, the fuck? What the hell? Oh. Anyway... Um, Managed to do that race in, I can't remember my overall time, but it was 24-minute swim. Yep. uh, Which is okay. Olympic 24. That's not too bad. It was okay. Like, I came out second in my category, but it was not, not, uh, like, I think I could swim 19. Yeah, okay. For for a... Trying to think what... I think my Olympic would have, was like 20, 21... I think it was around that mark. Yeah. I'm trying to just... I'm trying to picture, like, what a 24... Like, but that was given I had a fucking huge bank of training in. Yeah, true. So, yeah. So, 24 swim. Uh, yep. Uh, and then a one hour 15 bike. That's good. And then... It, yeah. Exactly. With a, with a headwind. Yeah. That's why I'm really... That's good. ...excited to get into the next season because my bike strength will be the thing that saves me. Yeah. Like I can swim, I can I can run, like yep. and I'm I'm my training program is centered around me being turning me into a runner. That's yeah. what my coach is trying to do. Yeah, okay. Um and the bike strength will come with it and I, I'm I'm a good cyclist. Yeah. I'm not amazing but I'm but I'm not 
you're not you shit. Know, not shit. Yeah. So just chipping away at the bike, I'll get there. Yeah. And with a TT bike, you'll go a few minutes faster anyway. Oh, 100%. It makes a huge difference. Exactly. I, oh, what did I do? I think my goal was literally just to go under an hour 10 with the Olympic because I think there was like, I don't know, there's some calculation. I think it's like I wanted to hit better than 35 k's an hour or some shit. So yeah. an hour 15 is really fucking good. Yeah. Especially if you're on a roadie. Exactly. It was on a red bike. Yeah, fuck. That's insane. Like, you'll chop five minutes off on a TT. No problems, especially yeah. with a wind. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and then the run was 46 minutes for the 10K. Okay, that's pretty good too. Yeah. Yeah, that's sub five minute Ks. Because five minute, yeah, 50. Was five, it 40? Five minute Ks gives you 50. That's pretty fucking good. No, I lie. It was not 46. It was... I can't remember. Fuck. Let me check. All right. It's, um, yeah, fuck. How, like, the run is gnarly as... I remember there was... Oh, I think it was... No, I did Sanderingham. That was the one I did. Ah. I did Sandy. That got cancelled. Darst yes. did that one too. And I remember I was running... I ran my fastest 5K. Or no, my fast... I was on track for my fastest 5K, but it, they, it was like a 4K run beforehand because it was run, ride, run. And then I rode my quickest ride and then I ran... I think 10K is in like average 425, 420s. Yeah. And it was like, I was like, all right, I'm going to hit one lap and I'm just going to see if I can hit another lap. So I did 5Ks at like 420 and I was like, all right, I'll slow down on this lap because I'm, you know, my hamstrings are feeling it. And I just kept running and I was like, all right, well, I think we're in now. And I just, just kept fucking going and it hurt, but it was fun. Yeah, that's it. You just like, I don't know, it's weird when you come off the bike. You can run. You just got to be able to try and hold it and not die. That's right. Like it slaps you at about three or five, three, three to five k mark. I reckon it's the opposite. I reckon, I find when I get off the bike, the first, the initial like two k's sucks ass. Really? Like I can't move my legs. Really? In the sprint triathlon in St Kilda, I thought I was going to tear a hamstring. Fucking hell. Granted, I had really bad doms from RDLs a few days before. Yeah. <laughs> Classic. <laughs> but um. Yeah, it got better as the run went on. Fuck, see, I'm the complete opposite for me. My type, like tomorrow I have a 6K run off the bike. Yep. And the first 4Ks of that 6K are like 420 pace. And okay. I'm like, cool. Like I'll get off the bike and before I can even feel my legs, I'll be running 420Ks, no no problem. And yeah. then I'll hit like 3K mark and just got to hold on for another K. Interesting. Done. Yeah, that's right. So it's, that's interesting. Like I always thought everyone felt fucking gravy coming off the bike. Maybe not. Maybe it's a, you know, personal preference yeah. thing. That's that's fucking sick. Anyway, so I've got the stats from the Olympic here, and yeah, it was 48 minutes, 48. Okay, K, cool. Which is not bad. That's and still sub five-minute Ks. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and so my goal for the upcoming Olympics, I looked at the winners yeah, of okay. the last year's selection races. Yep. And they were doing about 19-minute swims. Hour bikes. Yep. And thirty-nine minute 10Ks. Okay. And thirty-nine minute 10Ks, that is quick. That's that's, that's sub four minutes. Yeah, it is. Um I've held sub four minutes for a five K. Yep. But not a ten. Yeah, I've done a five sub, It's interesting and it, and the it park run you were yeah, doing yeah, yeah. a few weeks ago. I did the same park run yep. with the same goal. Yep. Um and I, I got nineteen minutes. 36. Fuck yeah. 
but my watch measured it 4.98 k's oh, see i was checking my watch i was like <laughs> i'm gonna if it doesn't tick over to five i'm running through like yeah, I, I want my 5k pb to show on my watch yeah, yeah. <laughs> so i don't technically have a 5k pb because i've never well i do but it's very slow because yeah, i've never you've never done that done that, that from that over. fast but it's funny like i was ticking off i ticked off a before the park run in my olympic uh, the one in Sandy, yep. I ticked off a 5 and 10k PB in that one run oh, because it was like I'd me. never run that fast before yeah. at all. And then I was like 5k, 10k, ticked off, Bang. done. Fucking hell. So what's your goal? Yeah, so I want to be around I want to be around 18 to 19 minutes in the water. Yep, which is doable if we if pools open. Which is doable. And we can put in, you know, three months worth of work. It's fucking no problem because we'll be swimming. You'll be swimming with, you know, the crew. Like it'll be me, you, James, Das. See, the thing is, I um, have joined EC Wave Swimming Club. Oh, so you'll be swimming so, with the guys that take all the lanes. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so I'll be swimming with. I'll be swimming four times a week. Yep. Uh, three times with the swimming club yep um and once with the try guys okay so i could do it the monday morning i could do it wednesday night with the yeah um, yeah yeah with the club which you, you don't go to but no i don't go uh, i don't like that they, they swim at like fucking eight o'clock eight o'clock it's, it's late I'm, it's i'm asleep by then yeah <laughs> um it works for me because i do nothing on thursdays so Fuck yeah so that'll be good but that's a good strategy like they yeah. say like you, if you want to get better at something you got to do it with people that are better uh-huh. than you. So if it's, you're joining a fucking swim squad like that, fucking your swim it's will great. fly. And my, I love training swimming. I love training all the strokes. Yeah. And that's a lot of uh, yeah. triathletes struggle I hate with it. anything but freestyle. I fucking hate it. Every time medley rocks up, med, they say medley, I'm like, oh, I'll do 25 meter butterfly. <laughs> yeah. Like I'll do a 50 meter medley. Yeah. No, not a 50, 100 meter medley. Like, I'll, and then I'm like, that's it. I don't even like kicking. See, it's funny. When I was a swimmer, <laughs> my events were the 50, 100, and 200 breaststroke. Oh, gosh. And the 100 and 200 IM medley. Really? Yeah. So it was See, not a freestyler at all. I feel like breaststroke is the one that, like, if you can do breaststroke, that'll put you above anyone else. Because yep. it's, like, I find it a slow stroke, but if you can do it quick. Then you're fucking. Especially you're set. in the medley race, yeah. uh, it the breaststroke race is the premiership race. Yeah. Because it comes third. Yeah. It's the premiership quarter. That's it. That's so the one. It's if you can nail the breaststroke, you uh, you you're on you're on your way to winning a medley race. But yeah. Fucking hell. I have some mates from the ACW Swimming Club because yep. I work for a swim school that is basically almost a sister school for the club okay so i swim teach for the for the swim course See, and, I, and then uh, oh. uh the club i um i'm gonna start training with yeah okay. and the coach at the club is a uh national accredited coach he's uh worked with the australian dolphins yeah, swim team okay, before cool. and um the paralympic team yeah so, sweet so you're in good hands exactly and he has coached triathletes before and yep. it's funny because he knows my coach okay from working around that area and um so when they open back up again i'm gonna just say like this is my goal for triathlon like, yeah can you get me to a level like like endurance like i'll be training endurance swimming yeah 
like which will translate really well to triathlon. Yeah, yeah, obviously yeah. it's like it's I don't know it's a hard one swimming. Like if you, people, a lot of people can't swim, and I find it's a lot of people's biggest uh, caveat when they get into triathlon. Yes, and I think a lot of it has to do with the breathing. Like people can't breathe properly, and then it gives them the sensation of them drowning. Yeah, but if you can get if you can find that rhythm of yourself you know, breathing in the water, like actually being able to take in air and get out air. Like one of the biggest tips I have for anyone starting out is like when you, so you lift your arm up, if you're doing freestyle, lift your arm up, take some air in. As soon as you put your face underwater, start slowly breathing air out Uh so that when you put your mouth up again, you can actually inhale air. You don't have to exhale, then inhale. It just saves you that, it's almost panic breath. Like you can actually just come in Take a nice big lung full of air and then just breathe it out when you go underwater again. And then when you come up, take another big exhale in. That's it, Exactly. It's, that is right. And it sounds... This sounds counterintuitive. Yeah. But the worst thing you want to do in swimming is hold your breath. Yes. Um, I, have, I teach swimmers from the age of four yeah, to, okay. to 12. Yeah. 14. Okay. So you've got and a huge range. Huge range. But the thing is, no matter how old they are, you teach them the same way. Yeah. You teach, you teach someone to swim the same way. The only thing that changes is the, is the instruction. Yeah. And the way we get brand new swimmers to swim is first, you've got to be comfortable in the water. You've yeah. got to feel, you've got to feel like nothing's going to happen to you in the water. It's you pretty want hard. It to be a safe place, yeah. which is pretty hard. It's pretty hard to drown though. Like in yeah, the pool, I mean, like unless you're going under, if you, unless you just sink. Yeah. Like, if you can keep yourself on top of the water, you can go underwater, you can come up, you can breathe, like, it's... But a four-year-old kid doesn't know that. Yes, you got to, you're right, you got to exactly. teach them. Exactly, and even adults that are afraid of the water yeah. don't think can... like that. It's, they go into panic mode. Yeah, okay. And, the, not... and the way you got to, you know, teach someone to swim is to eliminate the panic. Yeah. Which is exactly right. You've The first thing you have to do is teach them comfort. Of having their face in the water, yeah. blowing out air. Yeah. So you blow out the, you get them to blow out the air for a certain amount of time. Breathe, blow it out for a certain amount of time. We use four counts. Yeah. Okay. One, two, three, four. Breathe. It's almost like circular breathing because you got to go under, breathe out, come up, breathe in, under, breathe out. Yeah. Come up, breathe it's in. It's all a rhythm. Yeah. And it, and I've had coaches because I do. I've done coaching training before. Yep. Um. My old swimming coach at DV Aquatic said this to me. He said, 90% of the errors in competitive swimmers from the age of whatever, like they could even be professional. Yeah. 90% of their errors come to their breathing, come back to their breathing. Oh, 100%. Because your breathing, if you're doing it wrong, it's a spiral effect. It affects everything else. Well, you're your not breathing getting oxygen to your fucking muscles. Your kick, yeah, your kick, yeah, that, and it actually affects your kick, which affects your body position, yeah. which affects your arms, which affects your balance in the water. Right. If you're not taking so in so enough on. air too, you're probably not sitting as well on top of the water. So yeah. you start to fucking sink a bit, and then you're right. Like that, just everything becomes worse and worse. That's right. Yeah. It's it's crazy, and like, see, I feel like the comfort thing is huge because I know if I'm doing like 100 meter efforts. And they're like 100 meter at 90%, like or 100%. You're like, I've like I've only recently just learned how to tumble turn properly, and like mm-hmm. it's become a rhythm now. But you get to the point where you're approaching the wall, and you're like, I don't have enough air to tumble turn. Yeah. But if you kind of know that comfort, and you kind of you're like, it's fine. I'm not going to die. I'm just 
you know, I need air, but it will come when I come up. Mm-hmm. I don't know, it just, it alleviates that stress. And you like tumble turn, you come up, take your air in, and then you just get, start swimming again. You're allowed to like, it's almost like you reach a point of, I need to, I need to breathe, I need to breathe, I need to breathe. But you can kind of hold in that point. It's like, it's not, that bad I'm okay I'm getting air Yeah. I just need to you know calm down and keep focusing on my stroke and just keep going that's right yeah fucking hell in um in swimming we did sets or we do sets that are hypoxic yeah I love that word it's it's a cool word (laughs) um so for example it'd be two sets of eight um Two sets of 10-25s. Yep. One 25 underwater dolphin kick. Yeah, okay. With fins on. Yep. And then 25 metres freestyle with with fins on. Yep. With no breath. Okay, so no breath up and back. Up and back. You only are out of breathe when you get to the end. Oh, fuck. But you granted you get a lot of rest. Yep. To take your air in. Still. And it, it is one of the most uncomfortable to sensations yeah when you're like world. I want to breathe I want to breathe when you're like, lungs drown. Are like suffoc- you're almost suffocating yeah basically but it trains your breath capacity yeah and your ability for your lungs to use as little oxygen as it needs yeah so therefore you're not having to take in massive, massive amounts of oxygen when you are swimming yeah it's interesting that's but, fucking um, crazy I feel like it translates to running and riding too like your 100%. VO it has to It has to. I'd be interested to know if there's any studies out there about VO2 max and swimming because it yeah. would have to help improve your VO2 oh, max yeah. because if you can swim you know if you can do sets of like hypoxic training like that and for, you, for those of you who don't know what hypoxic means it's basically when your body's kind of starved of oxygen yeah. and it needs it needs oxygen yeah um, so yeah if you can do hypoxic sets like that and then you go and run, and you've got... You can breathe. When you're running, you can breathe whenever the fuck you want. There's no restriction on how often you There's can no breathe. So if you go from not being able to breathe to being able to breathe whenever the fuck you want, that's you've got to be ha- at an advantage. Exactly. Fucking yeah. hell. Um, that's right. And running... Uh, I feel like out of the three sports, cycling, swimming, and running, yep. they are, they're, they're, they're similar... They're translatable in fitness, but they're also very different. 100%. So, you you can... I find, for me, the one that is uh, the quickest to lose fitness in is swimming. You stop swimming... 100%. And a week later, it goes away. It's like, a week with that. So, I'm really not looking forward to getting back in the water. No, man. It's, like, I am and I'm not. Yeah. Because I know I'm going to be shit. But then... Those three weeks, like, we had one lockdown and then... It was like, we're open for three weeks, and then we went back into another lockdown. Yeah. I was like, fuck, what was the point of even training for those three weeks? I reckon I'm going to do what Darcy and James have been doing in Blue Lake. Blue Lake. I've seen that. Yeah. I was like, oh, I want to, but at the same time, I'm like, I don't know. I'll see. If it hasn't been raining, I'll go. Yeah, same. Yeah. yeah. Don't want to, I don't want to get poisoned. Poisoned by all the shit that rock washes in off the rocks. Yeah, yeah. Fucking hell. Um, cycling takes forever. To get fitness and strength in, mm. but it's also the one that you won't lose it the quickest. Yeah, you, and you, you can, can cycle do for it. for not three weeks, and you'll still be around the same strength. And you can do it with most things. Yeah, like if you're, you know, if you're injured from a, if you've got a running injury, generally you can still cycle. cycle like yeah. even stress fractures, you can still cycle unless yeah. it's cycling specific. Mm-hmm. You're pretty good. I did a minute. Uh, I did 
a meniscus injury yep. a few months ago, and the main recovery strategy was cycling. Yeah, there you go. So, so yeah, you're right. Cycling, you do maintain the longest. Yeah. And then with running, it's it, it comes back the quickest out of all of them. It sucks. It goes away, and it sucks for like the first week you're getting back yeah. into it, but you're back in yeah. no time. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. Whereas, yeah, swimming is the one where you've got it, and it doesn't come back quick. You just got to keep, like, you can lose you gotta, it. Yeah. You just got to keep doing it. You got to keep showing up, keep swimming, and you slowly, slowly build it back up. Luckily for me, and I'm assuming you too, yep. if you have a decent swimming technique, it makes it easier. Yeah. Because unlike and, running and cycling, it's technique and it's muscle memory. Yep. And yep. The, like, it's like a, a base. Like, my coach said that to me. That's why I haven't been stressing about not swimming. She was like, think about this. Like, when I, if, if I was to do Melbourne, She's like, think about everyone else who doesn't have the same fitness or the same base swimming level as you. Like, for me, my base swimming level is better than a lot, is what people, like, what a lot of people would train to try and get to. Whereas I can just roll up after not swimming for fucking six months and just put that down. And it's like, cool, I'm more comfortable now because I know that, like, yeah, all right, I may not have been training, but I'm still going to be equal to those who have been training, if not better. Mm-hmm. Unless there's like some elite diet guy who's got a fucking 25 meter lap pool <laughs> and he's been swimming at home. Or well, one of those endless pools. Yeah, that's They're it. Sick. He's just been yeah. racking up the K's in that. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, fucking yeah. No. So that's what I feel like. What What are you gonna do? What's your ride training like? Like, what are you trying to focus on on that? Is it like how many trainer rides versus outdoor rides? So at the moment, I've had three set bike workouts a week. Yep. Uh, one of them is a strength bike. Yep. One of them is a top end power bike. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and one of them is a long ride. Yeah. Cool. And so, um, I'm again, I'm still very early in the training program, yeah. so it's pretty short. Any other rides I do on top of that is zone one. Yep. Okay. Um, or zone two. Yeah. Preferably zone one because it'd be recovery. Yeah, that's it. So, um, the strength bike is really interesting. It's single leg cycling. So okay. I unclip one leg and do a 30 second interval and try and hit zone high uh try and hit zone 2 zone 3 power with one leg with one far out and zone so it, zone 2 and 3 power Yeah but two leg power with one leg Yeah if okay that makes sense so it's you're putting out double the effort on one leg And so it's hard but you get your leg gets a rest when it's hanging Oh uh, so do you, not, al- you obviously alternate Yeah so you do 30 seconds left 30 seconds right Thirty uh, one minute both, okay. On zone three, yeah. Try and hit zone three for like the single legs. I turn the erg mog off and it's just free ride. Yep. On Swift, and then the one minute for the th- zone three is erg mode for zone three. Yeah. Okay. And then that's ten times. I really like that as a concept because mm. you do, and you would find because generally speaking, everyone has a weak side. Yep. And you would you would pick that up straight away. Yeah. My right leg is not as powerful yeah, see, as my left, even me, though I'm right-footed. For me, it'd be my left, because my left, I have a fucking shit left glute. Oh, it's yeah. always sucks. It, it's always just letting me down. Do you find down. when you do, like, split squats or something, like, one-legged uh, leg exercises, that one just feels weird? Yeah. And the other one is, like, you go to? strong. And yeah. It, yeah, see, for me, it's always my left leg. So I'm always like, all right, I'm going to start with left. So that when I get to the, you know, if I'm doing sets of like 10 or 20, I know that like when I get to the the top end of the set, it's like, all right, cool. Like I've done my shit leg. Now it's going to be my strong leg. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, fuck yeah. 
I yeah. like that. And then what's your... And then, sorry, for the rest of that workout, it's 40 minutes zone two. Okay, cool. Yeah. I like that. And then this, the top end power one is yeah, so fine. half an hour <laughs> on the trainer, but it's half an hour of pain. Yeah. Not even the warm-up's easy. The warm-up starts zone one and then you warm up to threshold. How many... So what is your warm-up like? Because I know for me, mine is basically 24 minutes and it's three-minute increments and I increase watts every three minutes. Ah, okay. I step up and then I do finish just below threshold. Okay, yep. So for mine, it's... I've just used the Zwift ramping warm-up. Okay, cool. So it's a really gradual increase. Yep. So um, warming up from about like eight... 80 watts, okay. which is probably like one and a half out of 10 effort, yep. all the way up to an 8 out of 10 yeah, okay. RPE, so about just below my FTP. Yep. And then after that, the first effort hits. Okay. So it's 30 seconds full gas. Yeah, lovely. <laughs> 30 seconds full gas, and then one and 90 seconds 100 watts, yep. so really Cruise. easy, yeah. cruising. But it's funny, <laughs> the rest goes so quick, and the effort goes for so long. It's uh, <laughs> see, I like I know what you mean. When you're in it, the effort sucks. But then when you get to the end of the session, you're kind of like, oh, it wasn't that bad. It wasn't that bad. Yeah. It's the worst because you just got to, you just have to, you know. I have this, uh, in front of my trainer. I have this wall. Yep. And I've stuck motivational quotes on it. Yeah. Okay. Cool. And pictures. Yep. And it's like. I just look at them whenever I'm hurting. Yeah, and okay. It just people say you can't have performance enhancements no. like that, but it truly does enhance your performance. Yeah, it might get you through like your mental performance. Yeah, it might yeah. get you through like if you've got a thirty-second effort and you look at a quote, it might get you through five seconds. Exactly, and it could be that last five seconds that you need to push for. And that's like that five seconds in a thirty-second all-out effort is fucking massive. If you can like blank your memory for five seconds. Ooh, you've yeah. only got a 25-second effort. That's right. And you look at another one, that's another five seconds. You've only got a 20-second effort. That's fantastic. Exactly. So it's all about like almost distracting yourself yeah. through reading something motivating. Uh-huh. Fuck yeah. So I do eight of those efforts and then yep. a warm-up, a cool-down, and then run off the bike. Ah, oh, lovely. Yeah. The old run off the bike. <laughs> Fuck yeah. And then your what are your like long rides at at the moment? Uh, at the moment, they're about... Two and a half hours. Yeah, cool. So, really cruisy. Yeah. And I train heart rate outdoors. Yep. And power indoors. Yeah. So, my heart rate outdoors was was really... Last week, it was so hard to stay in zone two. Yeah, It okay. was so hard because I'd be cruising along and then a little hill would come and I'm like, okay, just hold back. It's so hard to hold back. Especially when you're on a route where there are lots of cyclists and they're growing past you, going yeah. past you, and like, and yeah, this way too. Like yeah. I know for me, as soon as I hit a hill, I like drop to the lowest. If I'm trying to stay low, heart rate wise and watts wise, I drop to the lowest gear. And like today, we're doing Mount Pleasant, and I was in the lowest gear, putting out like three six three hundred and sixty watts. Yeah. I was like, all right, well, this is fun. Mount Pleasant's a bitch though. Yeah, true. It's got <laughs> it's got all sorts of fucking gnarly hills on it. It's a bag of treats. Yeah, <laughs> it's got everything. Far out. Yeah. So, zone two, long rides, about what, two, two and a half hours? Yeah, zone, at the moment, two, but they'll uh, build, build yeah. easily, yeah. so I'm not too fussed about yeah, that. Yeah, sick. And, and then, then whenever I'm feeling a bit dumpy, yeah. I'll just hop on the bike for about half an hour, 45 minutes, and just spin the legs out. Yeah, nice. Yeah, so. I love that. And then we covered off what your running's like. Yeah. Like, yeah. That's, yeah. Fuck yeah. 
So I'm keen. I'm keen to see you progress. It's good. Thanks, it's exciting. We might have to get you on once you once we get through all these Near races. The end, yeah. yeah. So well, I guess I might just finish by saying, I guess about sort of concluding the story. Full and circle. Yeah. Setting up the goal. So yeah. At the end of that whole. I don't want to call it weight loss journey. Yeah. But at the end, at, at the end of that whole period where yep. I decided to start doing sport again. Yeah. And and get fitness. Yeah. Not only has my mindset changed about you know body image and everything. Because, yeah. You know, you're granted to look in the mirror and go, "Fuck, I look good." Everyone yeah. does. Everyone, Everyone does, does that. that. Everyone has those thoughts. Or, we look good or look shit. It's, yeah, exactly. Which is a shame that society's done that to us, but it's the reality. It is. Um, and so, for for anyone out there, like, who has that, who has had that struggle or is going through that struggle of whatever it be, your your body image or your health or your fitness or you not being where you were or where you want to be, you, you you can't look at it as a limiting factor. You have to look at it as something that is going to propel you forward. And you can't look at it as something that is making yourself less of a person. Yeah. You, you, you've got to look at it and go, okay, how, what is this going to teach me? What is, what, what can I do? And you know what? It, it doesn't have to be in terms of fitness. It could be anything. Yeah. It could be your job. Yeah. It could be your anything. You just, for my advice would be believe in yourself. And don't rely on motivation, because yeah. motivation is a bitch. It yeah. comes and it goes. Yeah, and true. if you say, oh, "Just it's a motivation sucker," if it's, if your motivation is waning, you have to try as hard as you can and look past it, and and look at the goal. Yeah, that I'm a really big fan of goal setting. Yeah, but, you know, not. It is right. You have to set goals that are achievable. You can't set goals that are unachievable. Yeah. Right? So if something that you really want is unachievable, it's not a goal, it's a dream. Yeah. You set, like, you'd almost set little goals exactly, that to... lead you in that right direction. And then one yeah. day, that might be achievable. Exactly. And so this journey that I've been on the last two years, and it's still going. It, obviously. Yeah. Fucking it, knows. It, it, it's, it, the start wasn't, okay, I'm going to be a really good triathlete. Yeah. The start was, I've got to stop fucking eating Tim Tams at 2am. Yeah, true. Like, it, 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 a tiny, simple... Exactly. It's bit by bit by bit. Yeah. It's breadcrumbs. Yeah. It's it's little nibbles along the way that, that... And, you know, for anyone that does that, one thing leads to another and, you know, everything happens for a reason. It's yeah. It's one of my biggest, like, I guess, uh, mantras. Yeah. So, yeah, just, you know... Just literally set, set a goal, yeah, or, or set a commitment to something. Yeah, even a daily and, commitment or a weekly commitment. Yeah, and then those, like over the course of a year, that will add up. It'll to snowball. Being, yeah, to being something massive. And it doesn't have to be big either. No, it doesn't it, have to be like big. it can be fucking anything. Yeah, like we're talking, we're specific to fitness and tryer training and stuff like that. Yeah. But it doesn't have to be that. It can be fucking literally anything. That's right. I've found this in many areas of my life as well. Being a saxophonist. Motivation to practice. Yeah. The instrument comes and goes all the time. Yeah. And <clears throat> um, the, the start of this year, I went probably, you know, four months without proper practice 
consistent, like maybe once a week. Yeah, okay. And now, only now, I've got back into it because, you know, I started, um, I've got a new teacher at uni and stuff and it's yep. really great and I'm just, I'm loving music at the moment. Yeah. But even when I haven't had motivations to practice, I've always loved music. Yeah, okay. I love jazz. Yeah. And I love, you know, the idea of playing and COVID has been a bit shit in that. Oh, because for sure. Because it takes away all of it, but, you know... It's okay if you take a break. Yeah. As long as, you know, whatever is really inspiring you to do something is coming from a place of something good. Yeah, then that's it's, it. Then that's what... It, not out of fear. Yeah, it can't be that's out of it. Fear. If, you're like, if you're following something or chasing something because you're like, I want to do this because it makes me happy, it makes others happy, like, it's, it's going to bring joy to my life. Yeah. Not because if I... Your motivation shouldn't be... like, And a prime example of this is you shouldn't wake up and be like, I've got to go train because I want to eat or I, because I want to eat certain foods or because I don't want to be fat. Yeah. If that's your motivation, then it's it's wrong. If that's the what's driving you, then it's not going to last. Yeah. You need to get up and you need to... like, For people in this fitness realm and this thing, it needs to be a lifestyle choice. You need to get up and you need to be like... Or you need to make the decision and say to yourself, okay... I am going to train for to the be, rest of my life. To be healthy. Yeah, to be healthy and That's to be right. the rest of my life. It's going to be something I'm going to do forever. Yeah. So why not try and find ways to enjoy it? Uh-huh. Like, it shouldn't be a chore. You should be like, all right, I get to go out and I get to ride around in this beautiful fucking day. Like, with That's your it. playing the sax, like, you enjoy it. Yeah. You enjoy practicing. So, like, it's something that brings joy to you. Exactly. You've got to do something that you love. Exactly. Yep. Yeah. Yes. That's the key. And if you love it, even if you don't love it sometimes when it's an early morning and it's cold. Yeah. Or if, you know, as I said before, the motivation isn't there. Yeah. If you truly love it deep down, it, it won't matter. No, because you'll finish and you'll be like, that was actually pretty fucking sick. Exactly. Yeah. Like, you'll actually enjoy it. So it's, I think you've got to, everyone's got to find that. And like, especially now, going through what we're going through in Melbourne at the moment, if you've got little hobbies and little passions that you, that make you happy, fucking do them, follow them, chase them. them because make the time for them because yeah. it will make like your everyday life so much better and more enjoyable if you're doing stuff that makes you happy. Uh-huh. Fuck yeah. And if you're putting out things that make you happy and you're doing things that make you happy, it'll come back to you Oh, 100%. Well. You and like get to meet sick people. Like exactly. you get to do things with awesome people then yeah. you find other cool things that you yeah. get to do it's yeah it's fucking mind blowing eh and so yeah so as I said before you know goals that are unachievable or delusional yeah are dreams yes and I have dreams yeah and look my goal at the moment is to make this Australian age group team yeah if I don't achieve that this year I'll try next year yeah and the dream is to be an Olympic athlete. That'd be fucking so cool. That is unachievable where I am right now, but that's okay. Yeah. Because by every sense of the word, in most situations, professional athletes are delusional anyway. Oh, 100%. And you've got to be. Yeah. Because if you don't have that delusion, you're not going to get anywhere. No. And, you, and as I said, was saying way earlier, when I looked at other swimmers that were better than me or younger than me... Yeah. I wasn't, I didn't have that burn to be, okay, I'm going to be better than them. Or, yeah. Or even not better than them. I'm, I didn't have the will or the real internal fight. Back then I was more immature. Yeah. So obviously it's natural, but I didn't have that to, to spur me on to say, 
it's not a goal at the moment, it's a dream. Yeah. And dreams come by working through little, as I said, it snowballs. Yeah, the and progressive s- steps. Exactly. You get to the point where it's like, fuck, that dream I had when I was, you know, back in 26, 2016 is it's- now actually something that I can do. Exactly. It's yeah. within reach. Like, if I just keep doing what I'm doing, then I'll fucking achieve that. Yeah. I think that's that's cool. That's and a- look, I've got to be honest with myself. As as much as I love swimming and stuff, there's no way I'm going to be an Olympic swimmer. Because yeah. Because the age that I'm at right now is, I wouldn't say too old, but it's, I, I, it's I've got to be realistic. Yeah, for that's sure. That's not going to happen. Yeah. But I'm glad I've found triathlon. Yeah. Because triathlon is one of the sports that doesn't discriminate in age. No, no. It, but- it, it doesn't. You, you, you can be like... The winner of um, this year's Olympic try in the male division is yeah. 27, yeah. right? But the oldest competitor was almost 36. Yeah, it's wild. So it it's a sport where I think I could, you know, and I could excel at. You're young, and I'm too. I'm only 21. Yeah, and you've so got I have a lot of time. A lot of time to build up. Like you look at, you would want to try and peak in your 30s, like yeah. in Brisbane 2032. You know there you what? go. Like that's it. Literally, it's, it's a long way away, and it's it, it's a very far goal dream yep. at the moment. But it's not impossible. No, because nothing's impossible. No, and if you've got that attitude, like you'll wake up every every day hungry to fucking exactly. chase that chase that dream and tick and off even, all the goals. And even recently, as as my mindset has more shifted towards this, yeah, when there've been training sessions that I haven't wanted to do, like. There's been a few like that I've been like fuck I don't want to do this right yeah. now. You just got to do it. You just you got to push through that and if and if you do do it you feel great. Yeah. And you're like okay. I tick that off. Yeah. And it's what kill what doesn't kill you makes you stronger. Yeah, exactly. I, I now know that I can do stuff that I don't want to do and it, it that, that's fucking massive. So many people fail to realize that. So many people don't realize that you may not want to do something, but if you do it, it's actually good. Like sometimes, yeah. like yes, all right. There's a fucking limit. Like get out of your comfort zone. Yeah, get do out it. of your comfort zone. Do, do shit that you don't really want to do because you'll realize you'll be like, oh, like someone who thinks they can't run, you can run. Like, Humans are made to run. Yeah, it hurts. Everyone, every fucking runner hurts in the first couple of k's. Yeah. It's just the way it is. But if you keep pushing past those first few k's, then you. You actually start to feel good. That's right. And like I think and a lot of people shy away from that. They shy away from pain because naturally as humans we don't like pain. No. But you've got to train your mind to know that the pain is okay. Yeah. It's not that bad. Like it, yeah. it hurts, but it's not that bad. It's, like, it's the same with a breakup. Yeah. The pain is going to be there. Yeah. But it's okay because in the end, the pain is what will make you a stronger person. Yeah. You'll learn things and then you will move on and you will apply those things to your life. Yeah. It's That's literally what it's about. It's about... That's all life is about. It's about experiencing things that suck, applying them to experience things that are great. Yeah. It's, I think it can be fucking cut down to being that simple. Yeah. I reckon that's a, a good spot to, to wrap up. I reckon yeah, too. Yeah, fucking hell. There you go. All right, well. Thanks for having me. Thanks for coming. Um, I'm sure we'll get you back on, especially when you're in the 2032. That'd be cool <laughs> if, if, um, <laughs> if it got, goes that far. You got yeah. to the Olympics and then would be... this, would, this was where it was like declared. Yeah. Yeah. I'd, I'd happily come back. That'd be sick. Know. All right. It's funny. Last, uh, yeah. No, we'll there you go. go on. 
I was I was just saying last week you were talking about you know sponsorships and stuff. Yeah, 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 yeah. You know, imagine oh, a few years down the track and we declare the sponsorship and now we've got them a similar thing. Yeah, yeah it'd be a similar thing. That'd be sick. Yeah. Fucking hell. Fuck, I want to be sponsored. Oh, it'd be so nice, wouldn't it? <laughs> get get free bikes and I know, shit. Right? Fucking hell. One day, one day. Triathlon's an expensive sport. That's oh. a, that's a fair reason for not getting into it. Yeah, the only reason. Yeah. For not getting into it is because it's expensive as fuck. Anyway. Uh, nice, nice, nice. I reckon I will release this one next week because it's awesome. currently the 18th of September. Which will be when you were listening. Yes. next You'll be listening next week, which is the, I don't know the date, but I hope you've had a fucking ripper day. Thanks for coming. Toe on the line, episode 13, 14, episode 14 with, with my man Noah.